Notre Dame football is interested in Andy Ludwig. Will Coach Ludwig be relocating and taking the job with the Irish? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more effectively by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions may apply. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we're talking all things Andy Ludwig, which is something we haven't done on this show, but when your offensive coordinator is potentially leaving for Notre Dame, that's what we're going to do. We'll touch on a few things with the Super Bowl and Utah lacrosse to wrap up the show as well. But in order to help me dive into all things Andy Ludwig, it's friend of the show and the former host of this podcast, Brian Brown. And Brian, I think everyone was really caught off guard by this news, but it's just kind of the state of not just college, but the way the NFL and just football in general works when it comes to opportunities open up. When those open, you jump at them. This is all a domino effect from Matt Patricia. I don't know why he was a good choice for the offensive coordinator job with the New England Patriots in the first place, got canned, so then Bill O'Brien gets elevated from Alabama to go there. Tommy Reese, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, he then gets elevated to go to Alabama. The trickle-down continues, and now Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame are without an offensive coordinator, so they call Andy Ludwig, and he's interested in the job. So, I, I mean, I was absolutely surprised, shocked at the timing, but look, anytime you hear Notre Dame, there's going to be interest, and it makes a lot of sense that he took the interview and the visit. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I thought the lock or the LinkedIn jobs read was about you trying to replace me as a uh, part time co host. And, and really, what it turns out is it's the job listing for that Notre Dame offensive coordinator position. And, and you know, people can be upset at whatever they want. I think Utah fans would be best to direct their hatred towards either Bill Belichick or, or Nick Saban. You know, because I think those are the two that are trying to throw a turd in the punch bowl here. Um, that the timing of it is is really what's I don't want to say offensive, but it's bothersome, right? Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows the calendar now, and and Nick Saban can drag his feet, and and this is kind of like oh, like when a uh, defensive lineman does the slow trot onto the field when there's a uh, substitution change, you know, and they know they can milk that clock, and everybody's just mm-hmm. like, oh, please. That's kind of what Saban did. Was he just dragged his feet out? He probably knew he wanted Tommy Reese a long time ago. Um, you know, they yeah, had same thing with Bill Belichick. Why, why would he not want Bill O'Brien with all his NFL success? Right, and and that one, you know, I, I think some of it probably comes down to O'Brien had to stick around just to get through the recruiting cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's you know, I if you're going to Nick Saban, Nick Saban's going to give you a stamp of approval. There are, there are terms and conditions that come to that, that come with that, I should say, that you just have to concede on, right? Like so. Saban says you have to stay through the cycle. You got to stay through the cycle, and and you know he is, for, for lack of a better term, a kingmaker these days. You know we were talking about billions. Uh, he he's he's blackjack. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but you know he's one of these behind the scenes guys that's really a power player in the sport. And and same with Belichick now. You know, everybody knew that the Patricia hire was a bad hire from the get go yeah. for you know for the Patriots, and and it was just a weird. It is almost the uh, who you think you are, I am moment yeah. for Bill Belichick. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna throw a strike right here, and everybody's yeah. like, "No, you're not." Yeah, no. 
all that being said, like, it's funny how these events are all yeah. so connected and how eventually something always flows over into your program. Right. And now Utah sits on the precipice, you know, by the time people listen to this, it very well could be that Andy Ludwig is named as the new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Name. I don't want to speculate on that stuff. I think, you know, as, as we're recording right now, two people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Guy upstairs and Andy Ludwig. Right. And, yeah. and those are the two Amen. people that really know for sure. Um, that being said, I think the job is appealing to him for a lot of reasons. Uh, the, the personnel, the similarities between the programs in terms of what they want to do with the football offensively, easy transition. Uh, Notre Dame, and I, I always try to emphasize this for Utah fans who have been out there. I don't, have you ever been to Notre Dame before? Uh, when I was really young, just to watch around, dying to go to a football game up there because I've heard that is a special experience, which I think is a lot of the reason why Andy Ludwig is interested in going to Notre Dame. It is 100%, and it is very unique. It is it is not like going to a normal football game. You mm-hmm. know, I, I talk about going to the Rose Bowls like Mecca, and a lot yeah. of that is fan-based. A lot of it is because there are so many people that care about the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and the Rose Parade and the Tournament of Roses thing, and that is the same thing with Notre Dame. There are people, hundreds of volunteers. Um private jets flying in and out of South Bend on game day all the time. You know, it, the, the amount of money that flows to that place is absurd. And it is, you know, it is a very special experience because people make it that way. Mm-hmm. So all that is to say, you know, it, it, there are reasons why you want to go there. And then, you know, the recruiting for Notre Dame, they've had top 10 classes the last five, six years. They've had great running backs, great offensive lines, great tight ends. Everything that any Ludwig loves to use, you know, you're hearing all the comments out of there. Like they think he's a genius. Marcus Freeman loves the fit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons for him to, and we haven't even talked about money. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons, and yeah, the, the timing of everything is crazy because you look back. It was uh, February 10th that Heather Dinich reported that Andy Ludwig was a finalist for the Notre Dame job, and that he hasn't technically been offered for the job yet or accepted it. That's what was reported at the time, but sources indicates a strong possibility. Then someone right below that commented, "Who else is a finalist for the position?" Dinich replied, "I guess it's more accurate to say he's currently the leading candidate." Which our friend of the show, Porter Larson. Followed up with, it's a full court press, I'm told, on Notre Dame's pursuit of Andy Ludwig. He's been hesitant to relocate it again, even declining an offer from Baylor in 2019. However, Notre Dame has the ability to extend offers that few others in college football can. Lud is in South Bend tonight. That was Porter Larson's tweet on February 10th. A little more about the situation. He really impressed them in a Zoom interview with the Fighting Irish that led to Marcus Freeman wanting to have him in. You mentioned he definitely left a strong impression on the coach, and it, it just seems like a great opportunity for him as well as in terms of coming over, trying to help build and establish a new brand, this new Notre Dame that they're trying to mold and take in new. I also think because of kind of that age difference in some ways, I mean, it's a 21-year age gap between the two of them. I'm sure there are times Coach Witt puts his foot down, like, no, you can't do this, and Marcus Freeman can still do that. But I think because of the experience, I think Marcus Freeman would, if he did hypothetically go and take it, I think he would be afforded a little more freedom than he has been with Utah in the past, Brian. I think the big reason that Marcus Freeman would want to hire somebody like Andy Ludwig is he can hire it and forget about it. And yes. he can go about doing mm-hmm. all the things that he wants to do as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a lot more of the head coaches at the at the uh, college level are becoming that CEO type mm-hmm. uh, operative where they want to handle the, the front-facing activities. They want to be in front of the mic. They want to speak to the media. They want to do a lot of the recruiting stuff. They don't want to dabble deeply in the day-to-day. They want to be uh, more of a managerial types and they want to find lieutenants, uh, for lack of a better term, who can handle their business. Now we talk about the candidates. The other candidates are Sean Lewis and Kansas State's Colin Klein. Uh, Colin Klein is the one who withdrew from the search or was withdrawn yeah. from the search. And that kind of pushed 
Ludwig to the forefront. And I think that's where you're starting to feel all this, you know, pressure in, in terms of Notre Dame really wanting Ludwig. Now, all the all, all the the news and information coming out of Notre Dame is that he killed it on his visit. Mm-hmm. And that's which you know, kind of surprised to no one either. It, it shouldn't. And Andy's done this for, for a long, long time, you know, and, and look, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, a former snow college badger, that's what you expect from them is, is to crush it and, and have those kinds of visits, and everything like that. Uh, but his resume is long and, and covers a variety of yeah. stops. You know, he's the offensive coordinator um, at Augusta, Augustana college in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's where he started. He's been at uh, Cal Poly, um, Cal state Fresno, which is now Fresno state. Um, you know, he, he was at Oregon for a while, Boise State, Boise State, uh, Cal, San Diego State, Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, now back at Utah. So yeah. he's seen it all and done it all. And, and, and his understanding of the game of football is, is exceptional. I think part of why Utah hired Elvis Witted was to get him some help so he didn't have to do everything. Yeah. Um, I think they already feel really comfortable with what they have in Jim Harding. I think, uh, Losing Andy at this point would be, I don't want to say devastating, but it's a blow, man. Oh, definitely. It's it's a real body blow. And it's one of those ones where you recoil and you kind of got to sit in the corner and be like, man, that was tough. Yeah, you look at what he did coming over in 2019, helped Tyler Huntley have a great season. We know what Tyler's gone on to do in the NFL now, too. Shout out to him for being involved in the Pro Bowl. You look at Cam Rising's recruitment and development. He's one of the reasons Cam wanted to come to Utah. He's helped Cam progress into the player he is today. Just this past season, Utah as an offense averaged 38.6 points per game. They were 17th overall in total offense. One thing we know about Notre Dame, too, that tradition, they want to run the football well. We know Andy Ludwig is really good when it comes to his offenses running the football strongly, too. So. There's a lot of reasons to like this fit. It's going to be interesting to see if it happens. If I had to put my money on it, I'm not making you make a prediction. I feel like it's trending in the direction of it's going to happen just because of all the things we've talked about. Potential increase in pay. I think that's definitely a possibility. We don't know that. That's up in the air. But just the opportunity to go to Notre Dame, try to get a prominent college football program, which, yeah, they've been back in terms of they've made the CFP, but they're supposed to be competing with Alabama, not getting absolutely bludgeoned by them on national television. I think that's one of the appealing things about going over there with Marcus Freeman too. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. If he does end up leaving for the job, we're going to come back in a moment and talk about a few of the candidates who could eventually be forced to replace Coach Ludwig if he does take that Irish job in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why it's check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more effectively by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job host company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in the front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applications based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Also, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. UCCU is opening a brand new branch in Vineyard to celebrate UCCU's giving away a 2023 Kawasaki Terry times four UTV. Vineyard is one of the fastest growing 
cities in the state. The new branch offers all the benefits of a UCCU branch, multiple drive-up lanes, 24-hour ATM, and UCCU's brand new interactive teller machines, or ITM for short, which provide all the benefits of meeting with a real UCCU professional, either in the branch or right from your vehicle. It's a virtual connection to a remote teller with a highly personalized audio and video connection. So celebrate the new Vineyard UCCU branch and it'll win a 2023 Kawasaki Terry times four UTV. Winners will be announced in April, just in time for that summer fun. Stop by UCCU's new branch in Vineyard, conveniently located next to the Megaplex Theaters and Topgolf, or enter at uccu.com. You don't even have to be a member at UCCU to enter, so there's no excuse. And also, in order to enter, there's no purchase necessary. UCCU, love where you bank. Brian coming back in. When you talk about potential candidates to replace, to me, look, maybe they'll go outside and hire someone else. To me, it makes a lot more sense this late in the game when you're getting ready for spring ball and you want to implement things to stay with someone in-house. And I know there's a guy in this program that you've been a fan of for a very long time. You've defended him when a lot of people haven't. I think he's done an outstanding job, and I think he'd make a fantastic offensive coordinator because of his knowledge of the system, and especially we know he likes to run the football because he's been the leader of that old block, and that's Jim Harding. I think he'd be my number one candidate to replace Coach Ludwig if Coach Ludwig did depart and join Notre Dame. He is, without a doubt, the most capable, most qualified candidate in terms of understanding the program, knowing the personnel, knowing what Kyle Whittingham wants, knowing when to push back against Kyle Whittingham, mm -hmm. as I love to point out. Um, I, I think the unique part about Harding is, is everybody talks about his understanding of the run game. What I've always heard about Jim is that he spent, you know, extra time with Troy Taylor, learning how his passing game worked, and 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 learning about the passing game with Andy Ludwig. That he's really zeroed and focused in on more of that attitude and 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 that aspect of of the game. Now he would have a a very capable cohort in in Coach Witted. Mm -hmm. Um who has plenty of experience that can help him with that if, if, if they needed it. And, you know, I, it's interesting because we're recording this right after the Super Bowl. Uh, yes. Andy Ludwig or uh, Andy Reed talks about how the two touchdown plays that they scored on, he didn't even know um, they were in the playbook. It's kind of what he said um, that he just had, you know, be enemy and, and whoever their passing game coordinator is the name. Is Matt Nagy now, the former bears head coach. No, it's not Nagy. I think it was, I want to say it's like Greg Reed, but that's not it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, bottom line is this, that, um, they were the ones that came up with the idea and, and the concept. And, and so he's going to have some help with it regardless, you know, so I don't know that the passing game is necessarily a concern. The intriguing part about it, if you promote Jim Harding, do you, do you let him be the offensive line coach still? Um, or do you maybe try and shuffle some personnel around a little bit more and bring in an assistant to help him? Or do you hire a QB coach, right? And, and I say, or, because the theory would be that Harding could coach the QBs. That's the hard part, right? Like now all of a sudden you're, you're talking about how you're going to divide up responsibilities, everything like that. Do you want your offense coordinator having to deal with the schematics and the, and the coaching of five offensive linemen all in a row and all the development that comes with that? Now Utah's offensive line group is in a great position. Mm -hmm. And and so I think you're rolling with that group, especially with, you know, I, I we we need to come up with a great nickname for Spencer Fano, like 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 Mister Fantastic or something like that. Oh, he's got okay. that thousand watt smile, you know, and he's just out there just steamrolling dudes all the time. And in every clip we watch, so Utah's in a great place with their offensive line. Do you want to to make that transition? You know, like BYU when they hired Jeff Grimes, they hired an offensive line coach as well. You know, and, and let Grimes just be the OC. So mm -hmm. so that's the kind of conundrum that Kyle Whittingham faces with all of that. How do you do all that kind of stuff? Do you maybe look at 
making a move in terms of who your tight ends and wide receivers coach is and, and try to do, you know, how do you handle all that? I guess is, yeah. is what I'm trying to get to. It's a really complex situation. That's part of the reason coach Whittingham makes the big bucks to try and yeah. sort it and figure it all out because it's not going to be easy. Look, I think we're talking about potential offensive coordinator candidates. I think there's a bunch of people who are going to hear this and go, Brian Johnson, bring him back. Yeah. There's one problem. We're going to talk about more of this in a little bit. He's going to be an NFL offensive coordinator here pretty soon with the job he's done with the Eagles this year, Brian. Yeah, and, and they lost their offensive coordinator. You know, reports were out this morning that he's going to be the head coach of the Colts, mm-hmm. and it's basically Brian Johnson's job there. His salary was already doubled to try and keep him with the Eagles. When Jalen Hurts is sitting at a podium during Super Bowl weekend saying that your coach, is his position coach, Brian Johnson, is a big star and he's going to do big things in this coaching world, I love it, Utah fans. I love BJ, too. Like, I thought it was a terrible move when Kyle Whittingham fired him in the beginning. I've always felt that way. Um, he's gone. He gone (laughs) and he's not coming back unless it's for a head coaching job, unless it's way down the road. So if you're looking for somebody with Utah ties, it's probably more of a Mike McCoy uh, type type perspective. And Mike Canales is another guy name that, that, that I like to throw out there because he has ties to Whittingham. Whittingham knows him well. Um, You know, it's, we saw Whittingham kind of go outside the family to hire coach Whitted. Maybe he looks, um, you know, for, uh, for, uh, somebody that's not been tied to the program before. Yeah. I think the bigger concern for me is who do you go to get to be your QB coach if, if Ludwig leaves? Because yeah. you started to build this program into a little bit of a QB factory. Tyler Huntley, like you said, Pro Bowl appearance, he's becoming that name in the NFL. Yep. And everybody's going to talk about, like, who's the next guy up to get a, deserve a starting job? Well, it's Tyler Huntley. Like, it was unfortunate he fumbled against the Bengals. That was the one bad play he had. The rest of the game was – That was more great play to me anyways great. by the, the Bengals yeah. too. And well, it was a terrible call. I'm going to just yeah. say it. Like, you're not going to like you watch the Eagles, how much effort, how much practice, how much like game planning they put into their QB sneaks. It's like a rugby scrum and you've got a quarterback out there that's squatting 700 pounds or however much he squats, whatever. Yeah. Those are the yeah, things. Chris Jones have. in this game. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's just, you know, those are the kinds of things that you have to do to really execute a QB sneak. I'm getting off track here. The, the point that I'm trying to make here is that we can throw out all these names about offense corners. Yeah. I think you're spot on that Jim Harding needs to be, you know, the first candidate, but who is it that you go after uh, to try and be, uh, to try and be your, your, your coach, your, your QB coach. I think that's the really key component to this. Throw out one last name before we go. This was one that I didn't even cross my mind earlier until we kind of started talking it through and all these candidates and everything. Dan Mullen has been very, in the past, very effusive of his praise. I think I just used that word wrong. Anyways, um, of Coach Witt in the program, he's kind of built like that. I don't feel like he's leaving TV. I don't feel like he's interested in becoming the college offensive coordinator right now. But I don't know. Do you think there's any chance Dan Mullen would come to Utah to work with Kyle Whittingham? Uh, I think there's a chance, you know, yeah. I think there's, there's always a potential for it. If he wants to get back into coaching, uh, he loved it. He loved his time here at Utah. He's very effusive. I think he and Kyle do have a good relationship. I've said time and time again, that he was the brains behind the entire Utah offense and in the, in the urban Meyer era. And I'd much rather have him as the OC than I would urban. If you're looking for a reclamation project, Oh yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, I don't want Eric urban either. Yeah. It's just a tough sell. Um, you know, and I think the people that knew urban when he was here in 2004, he, the, that that individual has changed a lot since then and and so a lot of it's been public too and that's just Mm -hmm. it's just it's these days it's so hard to explain to people why things happen you know and and we kind of saw a little bit of that on twitter last night when i you know dared to to mention that the 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 penalty at the end of the game was legitimate and sure right uh right or wrong it doesn't matter i think we've just kind of gotten conditioned to like complaining so much about stuff 
And, yeah. and because of that, people are not listening and being open-minded. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it is that gets said about Urban Meyer, like those narratives are, are, are in stone. And, and so you're just going to really have a hard time changing a lot of minds. I think Dan Mullen comes with a lot less baggage in regards to that. I'm going to throw another name out there that I think okay. uh, Utah fans. Steve might Smith. Be- uh, <laughs> you've heard of him yeah <laughs> someone's mentioned him already yeah <laughs> what a weird 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 perspective I know. Um, there's actually two names um oh. i'm gonna throw out brett elliott Ooh. and brett elliott's the current offense coordinator at linfield college in oregon um but he is a former utah quarterback he is the wally pip to alex smith's um is it mickey mantle yeah, I think How so. Did I just blink on that. Oh my goodness! No, you're good. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my my card as a sports fan. But <laughs> Brett Elliott has been in the coaching world. He's been at Mississippi State before. He's been around a lot. He's a guy that Kyle Whittingham does know. So so that would be an under the radar hire um, that I would kind of be curious about. You know, because I think Brett Elliott is very capable, and and even though he's coaching at Linfield, it doesn't mean that he doesn't you know have the background of it. He's been all over the place. Uh, the other name that I would mention is is Ryan Lindley. Mm-hmm. And Lindley was at one point in time. He's currently the uh, quarterbacks coach at SDSU, if I'm not mistaken. But at one point in time, he was an offensive assistant at the University of Utah. And you would have oh. to think that if they wanted to go get a QB coach, he would be a great candidate because it is, again, someone that Kyle Whittingham knows. He's been within the program. I think he was at Utah for two years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and also, he has a, a very solid, reliable resume. So, those are two names that I would throw out in terms of either possible QB coaches. If you do make the hire with with Harding, which I think, you know, that eh, I just don't think you're going to find a better offense coordinator than I agree. Right now, mm-hmm. with the craziness that's going on and everything, I'm 100 with you. So, it's going to be really interesting to see how this whole situation shakes out for Utah. But the other thing that's crazy that is that we won't see an NFL or college game until. Or I guess early August, if you're counting week zero again. So wild. We were talking before you get XFL, AFL, um, or UFL. All those other things are going to be coming in here pretty soon. But we want to wrap up with some game balls in a moment, talking about some of the Utes that were able to shine on the brightest stage, that being Super Bowl 57 in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me and you want to eat a little healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I've told you guys for a while that you can go order your built bars at built.com, but now you can get them at your local Smith's or Sam's Club. And I mentioned they were healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of program. So head to your nearest Smith's or Sam's Club and grab yourself a box of built bars today. I want to take an opportunity to talk to you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, RC Willie. RC Willie is hiring delivery drivers in the Salt Lake area. If you're looking for a rewarding career with a great group of people, come work for RC Willie. Utah's largest home furnishing store, RC Willie, is currently hiring for delivery drivers at their largest warehouse by the Salt Lake City Airport. Delivery drivers are the face of RC Willie, and they're looking for great delivery drivers in the northern Utah area. Compensation for delivery drivers is $24 an hour during training, and our average delivery driver makes $50,000 to $80,000 per year. RC Willie offers a $1,000 sign-on bonus and hands-on training, including CDL training, but no CLD is required right away. Many of their employees have been with the company for over 20 years. 
RC Willie Associates say they love their job and the benefits are great. And the culture at RC Willie is one of the best. Come make a difference and join America's home furnishing store of choice. Apply online at rcwillie.com slash jobs. That's rcwillie.com slash jobs. So Brian, coming back in to look at this one. First, talking about the Super Bowl. One thing that's great with the Super Bowl, and as was the case last year with Eric Weddle, which that seems like it's been even longer than a year ago when Eric Weddle was flying around on the Rams defense, making plays. Terrell Burgess getting a ring too. Um, no new youths were able to get a wing, but still Alex Whittingham, a defensive uh, quality control coach, his second ring now with the Chiefs. Hats off to him. Also sticking with our theme of game balls, Britton Covey. So great to see him have an opportunity to return a couple of those punts. The second one in particular went for 27 yards. They had not done a very good job blocking for him all season long. So, so glad he got to spring a big run there. And there was just something so special about hearing Kevin Burkhart say Covey in the Super Bowl. Oh, just warm my heart. And the last thing, because we mentioned him a little bit earlier already, but Brian Johnson, just the season overall he had. Yes, it didn't go their way, but that was not because of the play of Jalen Hurts to me. It was because of the Eagles defense more so in the second half. So I just thought hats off to a phenomenal season for Brian Johnson. I thought all three years in the Super Bowl absolutely shined. Yeah, they did. And it's it's fun to see Utah have an imprint on these kinds of games. And, mm-hmm. and um, like you said, no Utes getting a Super Bowl ring this year per se. But, I, you know, I, really the unique part about this one is is Brian Johnson's step forward to the, to the yeah. center stage and is about to become a superstar in the sport. And that's really great to see. Uh, Covey showing up in the, the the Vince Papali jersey was great, mm-hmm. uh, very classic, and, and and being able to you know make an impre- impact on the game. So I'm just stumbling all over my words. You know, it's, I'm slipping all over the turf right now. Like I actually played it. Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then you know, for uh, it was just this is part of the evolution of Utah into a big boy program. Um, Mm -hmm. I I like to call it new blood because they are coming into the scene as a newer program. Uh, Historically haven't been that name off of everybody's uh, off their tongues right off the bat, but it's been a big weekend for mentions of Utah in terms of Ludwig going to Notre Dame and and Super Bowl and everything else that comes with it. And uh, fitting for a program that's had one of their best years, both on the field and then off of it with recruiting. 100%. And you mentioned too, just talking about like being one of the new bloods, like correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to figure out any major chiefs players that are from Ohio state that went to Alabama, that went to Georgia, that went to Clemson, like the past ones, none of them really jump out or me to come to mind right away. So this kind of show the change. And it's cool that Utah kind of has those players in those position playing in those big time games. Speaking of big time games, Utah lacrosse got a win against Marquette lacrosse season is officially here, Brian and the Utes looking forward to have another strong season already off to a nice start. They are, you know, opened up the season on the road at Denver. Denver ranked 17th in the uh, country. That's about to change as they were upset by Air Force over the weekend. But home return for their home opener against Marquette started off the game just absolutely crushing the Golden Eagles. It was 6-2 to two at one point in time. Marquette closed the gap 6-5 to five by the end of the first period. Utah managed to hold on to it. But, it, listen, there were multiple highlight goals, I think, the goal from Josh Rose where he goes vertically in the air and then flips the goal behind yeah. his back. Uh, definitely was highlight worthy, you know, as an SC top 10 play in my book. Uh, unfortunately, Sports Center didn't feel the same. Uh, shout out to Sam Farnsworth and Jeremiah Jensen who did think so. So I guess we just got to watch Sports Beat instead. Um, but it, it was a great start uh, to the home, home schedule. They'll play next week against Vermont. That game will be at Zions Bank Stadium in Harriman for anybody who's interested in going. And, 
if you don't understand lacrosse, you're not alone. Uh, but it's also a very easy game to pick up on and 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 follow. It's not too complicated. The rules aren't too out of control. You know, there's some nuance here with cross checking and and when you can poke somebody with your stick and when you can't. Um, but other than that, you know, for, for a program that's second year under Coach McMinn and and overall just kind of still building, it's they are at a really really impressive place right now. You know, uh, I think the best best player on the team was Josh Hyde and Josh Hyde. I don't think even had a, or excuse me, Jordan Hyde. I don't think Jordan Hyde even had a goal. Uh, Tyler Bradbury made history, had six points overall, became the all-time leader in career points with 110. Now, most of what Bradbury does is stand behind the net and distribute like a point guard. So a lot of those came with assists, but uh, it's a fun sport. They're doing some really great things with this team and there is a ton of talent and potential in the squad. So if you want to watch another winning program, you know, Gymnastics had a good weekend. Basketball had a good weekend. Lacrosse is starting to turn things up. This is a program that could start making national waves and will definitely uh, be a contender for the ASUN championship, the conference championship. Yeah, I mean, and you talked about it right there. Talk about all the success that all of the really main winter sports are having right now. And as we shift into spring a little bit, with lacrosse getting underway too. It is a great time as always be a Ute. And it's always a great time whenever we can have you on the podcast. Brian, what are a couple of things you have coming up right now? Uh, you know, I'll be grinding away at, at footballbreakdowns.com. You'll see a lot of USFL and uh, XFL coverage coming over there. Also, just re- recently introduced something that we're going to call our Star of State series, where we'll start to introduce you to local high school players at Utah that we think are real stars. You know, you might as well call it the Micah Beckstead Memorial Award. Oh, <laughs> Not that Micah's I'm in already. But he's moved on, you know, um, so, so a lot of that coming on as well as, you know, podcasting there at, at Football Breakdowns. So you can go ahead and subscribe if 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 it tickles your fancy it's uh that's my move is we're going away from from covering utah athletics and and i'm diving deep into football any and all football so uh if you want to come be a junkie with me uh at football breakdowns on f at fb breakdowns on twitter as well so other than that you know what's coming up we got lacrosse high school lacrosse for rewind this this spring it's gonna be fun it's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you guys head over to Football Breakdowns. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast. Brian, before I get you out of here, I'm just off the top of my head, any XFL or um, other players kind of from Utah in those leagues? Uh, there's a couple. Uh, I believe Brian Allen is on a roster, again, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Um, USFL, I don't know that there's as many. I know that there's a couple in the XFL. We should definitely talk about it. The kickoff game is is on the 16th. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'll, looks, like we'll, looks like we'll have to have you on again. <laughs> yeah exactly maybe we'll have to do a double dip this week who knows maybe, maybe i'll have you on football breakdowns we'll talk about it there there you go i like it like the tease right there also if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day make sure you check out locked on college basketball it's their brand new podcast from the locked on network they get big name experts insiders coaches and players all on talking about the biggest score stories on the hardwood locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your podcast big thanks to brian brown for joining us once again that's gonna do it for today's edition of locked on Utes, but We'll see you tomorrow.